This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Inside Access with Jason Lacanfora and Ken Wyman. Sponsored by Stevenson University Online. 105.7 The Fan. It is 5 o'clock on a Friday. It is time for Happy Hour with Bobby DePaul, courtesy of the Bobby DePaul Charities and those who support them. And as we always do, Bobby, Bobby, of course, joins us courtesy of the Ashley Furniture Guest Hotline. Uh, Please explain the song. The Ravens announced this week that the team will be wearing black uniforms. Head coach John Harbaugh is looking for the winning formula, and just maybe he finds it with these black uniforms. The Ravens are 18-2 at home in primetime, and they are 14-2 under John Harbaugh when wearing black. Sometimes you have to reach back and draw some strength from the past to move forward. So back in black, and let's talk some Ravens football. The clothes, they make the man, Bobby. I think that's what they say. Well, look, obviously it was bombs away last year when the Ravens and Bengals got together. Balls all over the place against this secondary. Has Cincinnati's offensive approach changed at all this year, though, Bobby? Last year, the Bengals scored 41 points in both games. It was so bad, it probably led to the Ravens moving on from defensive coordinator yes. Mike Martindale. Yes. But to answer this question, I will only use the Week 7 game played in Baltimore last year when the Ravens were pretty healthy, sitting at 5-1. and one. If you remember, in that game, it wasn't the bomb that killed the Ravens. It was the run-after-catch, blown uh. coverages, or missed tackles in the running game that created the big plays, and most of the yardage was accumulated in the second half. The issues for the Ravens started late second quarter when star cover man Barlin Humphrey began to break down in man coverage. It started with a missed tackle on tight end C.J. Azuma that led to a 55-yard catch-and-run down, you know, touchdown. Later in the second half, there was a few big catches, and runs by, you know, Jamar Chase. And then you add a few big runs by Joe Mixon due to missed tackles, and the route was on. When your highest-paid player on defense doesn't play well for you, it really doesn't matter what you call a defense. And that's basically what happened last year. In the offseason, Bengals owner Mike Brown again opened his checkbook to help address some of the protection issues that led to a league-high 74 sacks last year. The Bengals have four new starters on the offensive line, led by the signing of right tackle Lyle Collins from Dallas. He's also from LSU. I wonder, I wonder who talked him into coming there. And, though, and, you know, the impact of those signings didn't get off to a great start so far this year. The Bengals have allowed 16 sacks and ranked 28th in sack percentage in the NFL. Keep in mind, Joe Burrow 
sat out preseason due to an appendix yeah. issue. So getting everybody on the same page is taking a little longer than they thought. In addition, the Bengals opened the season against Pittsburgh's T.J. Watt and Alex Highsmith, Micah Parsons in Dallas, and then the New York Jets and Miami Dolphins. And the Ravens fans have heard me talk about those pass rushers already this year. The Bengals gave up 13 sacks in the first two games, but only three in the last two games. So they are improving. When Mm -hmm. I watch the tape, I still see the same protection issues and really the same attack as in 2021. I'm sure when the Bengals' offensive linemen turned on the Ravens' defensive tape, they probably, you know, had a breath of fresh air, you know, after, <laughs> you know, watching all the tape. Because yeah. there's no way the Ravens' pass rush matches the previous four games they played. After scoring a total of 82 points last year and watching a lackluster Ravens' pass rush this year with very little blitzing, they are feeling pretty good right now, even with the improving you know, improved Ravens secondary, guys. Bobby D., Jamar Chase isn't making as many splash plays as last year, but would that impact the way you defend him? I think when John Harbaugh made the decision to hire Mike McDonald, I think he had the Bengals in mind. Why do I say this? Because the teams having the most success against the Bengals this year are teams that play a lot of zone coverage and rely on their front four to rush the passer. With the exception of the Miami game, the Ravens, you know, have been doing a pretty good job handling assignments. You haven't really seen a lot of broken assignments. And they play a lot of zone coverage and try to, you know, they do that to try and eliminate the big plays. I think the Ravens will basically use the same zone coverage concepts they used against Buffalo's number one receiver, mm-hmm. Stefan Diggs. Why do anything else? It kind of worked a little bit you know, against him last week. Yeah. I see Mike McDonald rolling up with variations of cover two, deep zone coverage, or three deep cloud zone coverage, just like last week. I also think Mike McDonald will, again, use zone blitz concepts to mix it up and stay away from the main coverage unless – he gives inside help handling Jamar Chase. Chase dominated Marlon Humphrey and beat him inside last year and just ran away from the man coverage. That's kind of what happened. So if I'm Mike, I'm not thinking help over the top. I'm thinking help the corners inside focusing on Chase with man coverage, if I play it. If the Ravens secondary can't handle the other Bengals receivers themselves, then it will be a long day, guys. Mm. Yikes. Yeah, there's a lot of matchup issues. Well, it seems to us, Bobby, despite all the talk about the wide receivers, Joe Mixon might be more important to the Bengals than ever. His numbers aren't flashy, but his workload is heavy. Would you agree with us? You know, the, the numbers don't look great for the Bengals' ground game, ranking 30, you know, 31st overall in yards per carry. But again, they have four new starters on the offensive line, and they should continue to get better with more reps. I think the Bengals are struggling setting the edge, just like the Ravens' offense, because they don't have a true wide tight end blocker on the roster. The Bengals lost wide tight end Drew Sample early in the Dallas game, so that didn't help. In the last two games, they're you know they're even trying you know number seventy-seven offensive tackle Hakeem Adinaje to help generate you know a better push off the line. When we've seen the Ravens put an offensive lineman at tight end at times this year, the reason. For so many touches for running back Joe Mixon, especially in the passing game, is because they are throwing short check downs, screens, and swing passes to get him in space to make people miss. The short passing attack to him is their running game right now. 
Joe Mixon is third on the team with receptions, with you know, 17, averaging 6.8 yards per catch. Made no mistake about it. Running back Joe Mixon is one of the top dual threat running backs in the National Football League, and you cannot go to sleep on him just based off some early season statistics. The other guy you can't go to sleep on is former Ravens tight end Hayden Hurst. Uh-oh. The Ravens, <laughs> be ready. If the Ravens plan on using, you know, roll up cover two zone coverages, then somebody, either a linebacker or a nickel corner, will have to run with any seam release down the middle of the field. That's why our man C.J. Azuma had success last year. They were playing cover two. Nobody ran with them. If you work for the Bengals and you watch it from last year, you're going to notice my man C.J. You know, Azuma because he had, you know, he, he, he caught three balls for 90, you know, 90 yards last year against the Ravens. So he's the guy you got to keep an eye on also. Bobby D., uh, we're assuming that Ronnie Stanley plays Sunday. What are your thoughts on the left tackle situation? Anything is an upgrade to last year's starting left tackle, Alejandro Villanueva. Okay? I agree. Last year in Week 7, the Ravens gave up five sacks and seven quarterback hits on Lamar Jackson. It wasn't all on the offensive line or Villanueva, but if Ronnie Stanley actually plays – this is a real big test for him right out of the gate. Right defensive end, number 91, Trey Hendrickson, is one of the top edge rushers in the NFL, so hopefully he's ready to go if they decide to put him out there. There is a big difference, guys, between practice speed and game speed. So I would stick uh, my man, number 42, Patrick Ricard, over there and test the water before totally allowing Stanley to go on his own if he plays. Saying that, it's great to have Plan B with Patrick McCarry yeah. on the back off the injury. The guy that I'm really worried about is right tackle Morgan Moses because Bengals left defensive end Sam Sam Hubbard. You know he's coming off a great start of the year, and remember he had two and a half sacks and three quarterback hits last year in Week Seven. The guy yeah. is one physical pass rusher and anchor ability is part of the job description this week trying to handle him. The new wrinkle for the Bengals' defense is their base defense is no longer played from a 4-3 look. It is played with a 34 defensive look. So both defensive ends, Trey Hendrickson and Sam Hubbard, will stand up two-point stances in their base defense, very similar to the Ravens. Looks like a 5-2. The Bengals will play nickel personnel roughly 65% of the time. The Bengals, you know, they took what they did is they took off Will linebacker number 59, Akeem Davis Gather, from their old 4-3 scheme, and they replaced him with a bigger body down inside at the defensive tackle. The Ravens' tight ends will now have to block either outside Henderson or Hub, you know, outside linebacker Henderson or, or Hubbard to set the edge. Running the ball just got harder for the Ravens against the fourth-ranked run defense overall in the National Football League. Yikes. Well, the injury report's not doing the Ravens too many favors, Bobby. We were complaining about the lack of weapons for Lamar. Now there's no Bateman. What more can this franchise ask of this quarterback now, Bobby? There is a reason Lamar Jackson is in the running for the league's MVP, because he is a dual threat. And if you try to stop the pass, he beats you with his legs. 
The Ravens' offense is designed and built around Lamar, and if he's successful, the Ravens' offense will be successful. You've heard me say that before. The number one thing the Ravens must do is continue to find ways to be successful throwing play action on first down. Last year, the Bengals' defense did a great job taking away the Ravens' deep ball attack, and that caused a lot of problems in protection because Lamar tried to wait for that deep ball, and he held on to it way too long. Lamar will need to take what the defense gives him, and if the Bengals hang back and take away the deep ball, Lamar will need to find his outlet receivers. When I went back and looked at last year's game, the Bengals didn't even cover the checkdowns or guys hanging out in the flats. Lamar's first instinct last year was to find a crease and run, and the Bengals did a great job collapsing the pocket. Lamar left a lot on the field last year by not hitting those outlet receivers. The one thing I've noticed this year with Lamar is he is hitting those checkdowns mm-hmm. and outlet guys. So that is a real big improvement for him this year. I mentioned on Monday the Ravens' lack of proven, consistent weapons other than tight end Mark Andrews and wide receiver Devin Duvernay. You know, that, that, that's, that's something that has to be, you know, taken into consideration, the lack of weapons. Since Rashard Bateman can't go, then somebody else has to step up, whether that's the Marcus Robinson, Dylan Wallace, or James Pro, Pro, you know, Prochet. That will be determined some, you know, Sunday. I don't really care what happens outside, to be honest. What needs to happen is this offense needs to find a complement to Mark Andrews in the middle of the field. Everybody thought after preseason the Ravens found that guy with tight end Isaiah Likely, but we haven't seen it yet. This week is critical because otherwise the Bengals' safeties will sit on Mark Andrews. I would give Likely the first shot, and if he doesn't deliver early, I would immediately turn to Devin Duvernay and run a seam route to attract those safeties and see how they handle it. There has to be a sense of urgency to find that guy right now in this game to help free up Mark Andrews. In the running game, it's Lamar with the design zone read options and J.K. Dobbins outside. The good thing about the you know Dobbins is he can be the same dual threat Joe Mixon is by calling swing passes and you know screens to get him the ball in space. The NFL is a game of adjustments, and the team that adjusts the best usually wins the game, guys. It's that simple. Bobby DePaul, last thing for you. The Bengals' defense looks really good, although it is worth noting they haven't played a high-end quarterback yet. Are there some vulnerabilities? I think they knocked out Tua, uh, you know, last week, 10 yep. days ago, right? I yep. thought he was pretty good. Anyway, the Bengals return, you know, pretty much intact from last year, especially at linebacker and in the secondary. They are well-coached, and they do a great job with their scheme by putting players in position to be successful. You guys have heard me talk about the secondary techniques used when handling any type of bunch or stack formations, and they do it smooth with no panic. There's no panic with these guys. It wouldn't surprise me if if defensive coordinator Lou Anarumo is named the head coach after the season Mm -hmm. or at least be considered to be one. The Bengals are legit. But the biggest difference between this year and last year is the loss of both starting defensive tackles. One to free agent, you know, free agency, Larry Ogunjobi, and the and you know, other guy, the IR, DJ Reader. The biggest yeah. loss was DJ Reader because he not only was a force in the run game, he was also a big presence, you know, rushing inside, pushing that pocket. We always say you got to have an inside guy and an outside guy. Well, they don't have anybody inside right now. The Bengals are ranked 29th 
and sack percentage. And to me, there is a direct correlation with the loss of DJ Reader in the sack production. The lack of push in the middle should give Lamar an inside crease if he decides to pull it down and take off. The other thing that shows up on tape is how teams, you know, showed a lot of slot formations to get pre-snap reads on the Bengals. If the cornerback came over, you know, aligns over to the slot receiver in that slot look, it determines man coverage. If the corner stays opposite the slot, then the Bengals play some type of zone coverage. The best way to create matchups, especially to work the ball downfield, is to get a receiver like Devin DuVernay one-on-one with one of those safeties. You can do that with pre-snap reads by just showing slot formation, guys. Bobby Bobby DePaul, awesome as always. Please let the people know about the Bobby DePaul charities and those who support it. ID Technologies, Dell, and Ruckus Networks are proud to support Bobby DePaul charities, a means to provide help to kids who struggle from unexpected hardships. Together, this team is committed to giving back while helping deliver world-class wireless network solutions to federal agencies who need to be able to seamlessly connect over secure and reliable Wi-Fi networks. Visit www.idtech.com forward slash the fan to download our free wireless stress test report showing how the Ruckus Wi-Fi 6 Cloud Managed Access Points outperformed its competitors. When you go to that website, make sure you scroll down, look for the Walking with Anthony Foundation. That's one of the uh, places that send all the money that our fans like to give me because I work for free and I'm just trying to, you know, help some kids out along the way, guys. Thank you, Bobby brother. DePaul, always great. Best. Enjoy a nice beverage. Happy hour has begun. Oh, happy hour, man. You guys have to take care, man, all right? Have a great weekend. Hey, coming up next year on the program, we're live from the Cross Street Market. We'll give you our predictions for Sunday's game. Remember, Tony Dungy, uh, Hall of Fame head coach, now uh, analyst Sunday Night Football, is going to join us at 530 here on The Fan. Jason Lockenfora and Ken Wyman on The Fan. Breaking news, expert analysis, exclusive access. 1057 The Fan. Before we get to our predictions, I just saw a stat. Uh, baseball playoffs are going on right now, and uh, the Mar- Mariners lead the Blue Jays 3-0. Who was the early game today? Oh, the, the Guardians. 2-1 over the Rays. the Rays. The Phillies, excuse me, the Cardinals were leading the Phillies 2-0 in the ninth inning. The Cardinals were 93-0 in postseason history with a two-run or more lead heading into the ninth. The Phillies scored six runs in the ninth inning. They Amazing. lead now 6-2 to two, heading to the bottom of the ninth. But let's get to our predictions for Sunday. Sunday Night Football, Jason, I will start with you. Well, look, we, we just heard um, more detailed analysis of this game from Bobby DePaul than you're going to get anywhere else on the planet. And I've had the opportunity to talk to Bobby off air a couple times this week as he's sort of preparing for his film study. And, man, other than the Ravens just bow up, right, and they have their Newt Rockney win one for the Gipper, and they go out and play this game on such an emotional high like it's their, their Super Bowl, and they sort of will themselves to victory. Outside of that scenario, I don't come up with a lot of scenarios, guys, where it, it, it makes me inclined to think they're 
they're logically going to win this football game. And the injury report throughout the course of the week has become even more of a significant factor. So I'm thinking 28-27 Cincinnati Bengals. There's a lot that's going against the Ravens, as you mentioned, Jason. Rashad Bateman is not going to play. He has been ruled out in the final injury report, so that's going to put a lot of pressure on Devin DuVernay. Demarcus Robinson, come on down. James Prochet, maybe they knock off the cobwebs on him. And then Justice Hill, he's not going to play, so it puts pressure on J.K. Dobbins to play more than they probably would like. No Justin, Justin Houston. Justin Houston's mm-hmm. out. Ronnie Stanley, we know, is always a big question Even mark. this Peters thing, even if he plays, I mean, you don't think they're going to attack him deep sure. right away, try to get Chase matched up on him and see if he can run with him? And don't sleep on Joe Mixon either. You know, Averaging under three yards per carry, but this Ravens run defense hasn't been great. That all being said, Give me a glass of the purple Kool-Aid. Look, Vegas is smarter than, no offense to people in cross-street market, Vegas is smarter yeah. than everyone here combined. Yes. And it doesn't make any sense why this line had been three and then it jumped up to three and a half today, especially with the injury report coming out. So I think the Ravens find a way. They're 18-2 and two under John Harbaugh in primetime games at M&T Bank Stadium. I think Lamar Jackson's going to put on the cape, and I think the uh, Ravens win 28-24. I'll say this. For all the issues we we document about the Ravens, they've trailed at home for 14 seconds in two games, and some would argue they should have won both those games. There's some miscommunications against Miami and some issues against Buffalo, obviously. That said, they lost both those games. Yeah. But this is a revenge game Sunday. They got embarrassed twice by the Bengals. I think Lamar Jackson is going to show his MVP form. I think the Ravens' defense will create a couple turnovers, and they win this game 31-30. to 30. We shall find out on Sunday night, though. <laughs> if we had more time, I'd ask Stone Feltz what he thought. Yeah. Oh, no, no. It was not yeah. one of his great, best bets. Great point. This was off the air yesterday or two days ago, and Stone said he was going to take the Bengals. So Ravens, really? Ravens okay. by 20. Well, that's that's Ravens the best sign 20. yet for Ravens Nation. <laughs> hey, Ravens by 20. Coming up next, of course, you know Sunday Night Football is on NBC. Tony Dungy is an analyst for Sunday Night Football. We'll get his thoughts next here on The Fan. Inside Access with Jason and Ken. Jason, Ken, and the third member. I'm Tim Barbalace. It's Inside Access. Oh, he's terrible. He's a hack. 105.7 The Fan. Ravens take on the Bengals this Sunday. Sunday night football on NBC. And joining us now, courtesy of the Ashley Furniture Guest Hotline, analyst for Sunday Night Football on NBC. It's Hall of Fame coach Tony Dungy. And, Tony, good afternoon. Thank you so much for joining us. So here we are in week five. What do you think? Let, let's start with the Ravens. What are you seeing with the Ravens through the first four weeks of the season? Well, I'm seeing some uh, explosive plays, uh, explosive plays on offense, big plays, takeaways on defense. But uh, I heard uh, Greg Roman talking about finishing and being consistent, and I think that's what just uh, a little bit off uh, you don't see Ravens teams give up leads and it's been a long time I think someone's at 61 games since uh, losing a three score lead and that that's uh, it's unusual so I, I think they're gonna go ahead and, and put a stop to that 
Tony, to your point, when you were coaching with the Colts, the Ravens had dominant defenses year in and year out. Your colleague, Rodney Harrison, said this is the worst Ravens defense he's ever seen. Uh, Can this defense right the ship? I think they can. Uh, What I see is mistakes and breakdowns and big plays. They're still talented. They can still get after the passer. They still hustle and swarm. Um, they've got good people. It's just you're not used to seeing the 65-yard the play to Tyreek Hill when a couple of guys go the wrong way and, and Hill's uncovered. You just uh, that, That's what we're not used to seeing, and, and I think that will get corrected. Well, Coach, I feel like the, the Bengals' defense gets obscured kind of in all this because there was all the talk about Burrow getting hit 20 times the first two games, and obviously – you know, the Bengals became a very sexy offensive team last year. Um, the Ravens have this defensive history. Everybody's talking about how to fix the Ravens' defense. And I know that they haven't faced a, a barrage of, of elite quarterbacks, but I find myself more impressed with the Bengals' defense the more I look at it. Just wondered your impressions. Well, you don't go to a Super Bowl without playing good defense. And, yes, all the eyes were on Burrow and the receivers and Joe Mixon last year. But they were solid on defense, and they made things happen and shut people down at the right time. They've got guys who can rush the passer. They don't uh, give up big plays. You don't see a lot of breakdowns. And I, I love their, their hustle and their energy. So, yes, they're, they're playing good defense, and that's continued through this year. Tony, I'm sure you saw the incident with Marcus Peters and John Harbaugh at the end of the Bills game. I would guess that you've probably had some conflicts with a player or two over the years, but I'm sure sometimes these things can be good, right? Well, they happen, and you've got guys who are passionate and want to win, and you just have to channel that in the right direction. Um, I had a way of kind of calming those things down, but it's not always easy, especially in an emotional moment like that. So, yes, you can see how that happens, what you don't want it to do, is carry over into the next practice of the next week. And I'm sure with the, the Ravens' culture that it, that it hasn't. We're talking to Tony Dungy. It's inside access here on the fan. And, and Coach, uh, I'm sure you heard about, at the very least, what Tom Brady said earlier this week about a lot of bad football being played. You may have, like the three of us, hate-watched last night's football game between the Broncos and one of your former teams, the Colts. Do you agree with Brady, that there is a lot more bad football than in years past. I, I absolutely agree, and I've been saying it on our show uh, the first month of the season. I don't think uh, whether it's the collective bargaining agreement, coaches are afraid of the salary cap or what, I don't think we play enough and practice enough in the preseason. And so you're seeing teams that aren't ready. You're seeing up-and-down performances. Russell Wilson, I don't think he took a snap. Uh, in, in game action in the in the preseason. So to say, oh, I don't understand why Russell Wilson's not lighting things up, it, it's not hard to figure out. Uh, Tom Brady you know, missed 11 days of camp, and you know his receivers have missed some, so it's no surprise they're, they're not on the same page all the time. So I, I, I think we are going to start seeing better football, and I think as we get into November, you'll see teams really come on. But it is. It's disappointing to me. And I, I think it's a direct reflection on how we're practicing and how we're playing now in the preseason. Well, Coach, you mentioned Russell Wilson. you feel like that that offense is, is fixable? I mean, even in the games they've won, it's been 
you know, a lot of three and outs and a lot of punts. If you were here in Tampa uh, the year that Tom Brady got here and they went to the Super Bowl, this time uh, of that season, people were saying, what's wrong with Brady? I see why New England got rid of him. He's not very good. Uh, Maybe age is finally catching up to him. And it was the same thing, just a little bit off, a little bit out of sync. And as they got into November and December, he rounded into form. And by the end of the year, he was playing great. So, yes, it's definitely fixable. But Russell Wilson in a new system with new receivers, not playing in game situations that much, um, they're they're just off. And, And, you know, we're seeing it all throughout the league. We're speaking to Tony Dungy, Hall of Fame coach and analyst on Football Night in America. It's inside access on the fan. And, Tony, you last coached in 2008, and since then analytics have really gotten into sports, baseball, and now football. John Harbaugh talked about analytics playing a role and him going for it on fourth down late in the Bills game. And it's not just the Ravens. All teams use it to a certain extent. Uh, what do you think about analytics bleeding into football? Well, analytics is good. Analytics tells you what to think about, but analytics can't uh, tell you what's happening in that particular game. Last night, I don't know what the analytics said, but if if I'm Denver, I'm kicking a field goal at the end of the game (laughs) because I know that uh, other offense hasn't moved the ball in 60 minutes. They're not going to score a touchdown. I don't care what the analytics say. So that's part of it. John Harbaugh, I know he relies on analytics, but I know he knows his team and he feels his team. And, and, Again, we said it on our show. If he had Ray Lewis and Chris McAllister in that group, he's kicking a field goal last week. And he's saying, I'm, I'm loving a three-point lead with four minutes to go because my defense isn't going to give up squat. Uh, he, he doesn't feel that way now. And so that led him to, to go for the touchdown because he knows his team. So it's not all analytics. It's still gut feel and what's happening in, in the game. Coach, finally, what are your expectations for Sunday night? I think it's going to be a really, really interesting game because you've got strengths against weaknesses in many cases. Mm. You know, Baltimore can get after the passer. Cincinnati has had problems there. Baltimore has given up big plays on defense. Cincinnati can make big plays. Um, You know, it's that type of game. So I'm anxious to see who kind of controls that tempo. Uh, especially when Baltimore is on defense. Cincinnati is going to be looking for those single coverage opportunities to take shots down the field. If Baltimore limits that, um, I think they've got a great chance to win. But Cincinnati has got to stay away from the turnovers. Baltimore forces turnovers. Uh, so it's really, really going to be a chess match and very interesting. And I want to see these two young quarterbacks really operate. Coach, we do have one more question. It's not a sports question. It's a question we ask every guest that joins the show for the first time. Simply, are, are you a – it settles the argument between Jason and I. Simply, are you a bar soap or body wash person? Um, I'm becoming a body wash person. I, I guess I'm old school. I was bar yeah. soap my whole life. Now You've you evolved. go to hotels and yeah. that's all you get is body wash. Yeah. Hey, you know, this this isn't bad. They they could change my mind. But if I go to the store and buy something, I'm buying bar soap. My man. Okay. There you go. You put your money in the right place, Coach, and I appreciate you for it. Coach, thank you so much for your time. We look forward to watching Sunday Night Football uh, this Sunday evening. Ravens and Bengals, we really do appreciate it. Should be fun. All righty. Thanks, guys. Great to be with you. Yeah, thanks so much. Tony Dungy, Hall of Fame 
coach. We'll come back at the text of the day and get you ready for uh, what, what's this, Boomer and uh, Boomer? And, I think Cordell for an hour. Is it Cordell? I, I, I thought he didn't I, work Fridays. I, no, yeah. but I think this is a oh, oh that could have been bad. That, that could have been bad. Yeah. Cordell would have been coming on earlier yeah. if that ended up. Well, and then we have uh, the Tyus Bowser show Tyus Bowser. with Mark Andrews. Boomer then Tyus. Yeah, Boomer yeah. then Tyus. Uh, yeah, Boomer then Tyus with Mark Andrews. That's at eight here on the fan. Inside access with Jason Ken. Two are on Twitter. And Ken is borderline creepy on the gram. Good news. I found your Instagram. Did you see the 90 photos I liked in a row last night at 2 a.m.? Inside access. 1057 The Fan. Got a bone to pick with Mr. Sapienza. Uh, we are live from the Cross Street Market finishing things off. We will be back in two weeks as the Ravens are on the road and next week we're back at home after that. And T-Bone, we, we have a poll to pay off before we get to the text of the day. Probably the most important poll we've done this week. Yes. Uh, and it's brought to you maybe by... Maybe ever. It's brought to you by Ortho Maryland. They're here when you need them, offering urgent walk-in care, same-day appointments. Don't wait in an ER or urgent care. Go straight to the experts at Ortho Maryland. Tim and Stone get stage fright and struggle, struggle to pee in a urinal if someone is right next to them. Yes. Do you get stage fright? No at 58.9%. Yes at 41.1%. So it's a strong minority. Can, can I tell you, this is real. No, this happened. About an hour ago. I questioned Ken. Yeah, the, uh, I saw T-Bone went to the restroom, and mm-hmm. I ran in and you followed to put him. the heat on. And I, I actually, in the Cross Street bathroom, there's two urinals. There's right. a, it's adult like a, and a, a children's urinal. A regulation and a small. Yeah, so I went right to the children's urinal and stood next to him, and, and I heard, Jesus, I can't do this. And he got and, and he <laughs> left and went to a stall. I really? Did. You left I, like midstream? No, I wasn't midstream, but it was about to go. Wow. The fire hose was about to go, but it I couldn't it stopped. Yeah. I, I had to go I into just, a this, stall. This one really no. it, it confounds me. For the record, I was fine. Yeah, I bet. No, I, I mean, of course. And I really had to pee. Forty one percent, huh? Yeah, not quite a hundred percent. I didn't say it was. 100%. I know, but I just like to say hundred percent. Stone yeah. fell. Stone fell. Forty one percent. We we held we held our own. Stone for, for those who missed it, because we we are signing off here shortly. You were zero twelve against the spread, and yeah. could you re- re- just remind the I'll, people I'll of what you're on this weekend? Yeah, my pick. So Monday Night Football Raiders plus seven. Uh, Steelers plus 14 at Buffalo, and the Commanders at home plus two. But uh, that's your one. That's, that's, that's 100%. My, that's 100% lock. You give your logic up. again. You, you really like yeah. the FedEx field the magic. The Commanders are at home. Um, the Titans are just so hot. Titans are garbage. Titans are garbage. That's, wow. That helps. So you trust Carson Wentz with your yeah. 100% Stone Cold lock? I trust them beating Ryan Tannehill with my 100% lock. Okay. okay. I trust well, Ron get, Rivera. Let's get yo, there's some there's a road not to go down. <laughs> Wait, he uh, said he trusts Ron Rivera? Ron Rivera, yes. <laughs> oh, you poor misguided soul. <laughs> let's get ask the, Chuck Bucks about yeah, that. Barnaby. Let's get the text today. Check one, two, check. Check Just like our very own Ken Lyman, text of the day he is driven by Orisman Chevrolet of Baltimore, Orisman Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram of Dundalk, home of the Orisman Promise Lifetime Vehicle Coverage. 
Guys, we've been talking about Ronnie Stanley for a while now, and a oh. lot, of, a lot of texts about him. And uh, you know, one text I think just kind of sums it all up. If you had to give it between one and a hundred, what is the percentage chance that Ronnie plays this Sunday? I'm going hundred percent. I'm going hundred percent. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. So, so you're saying that there's a zero percent chance? With the no. I think he's. I mean, I don't know. You're not saying honestly. I expect. I, don't really can't know. Say I expect. Him I can't to play. say hundred. I expect him to play. I'm going to say. You just don't know how he's. What? 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 What's going to be? What's his mindset on Sunday afternoon? Sixty-five percent. Wow, that's official. low. Sixty-five percent. I'll believe it when I see it. Cordell said it last week. Yeah. Well, again, if if he practices full and doesn't play this week, then I think. You better seriously start thinking about an injury settlement or moving on or doing something. Hey, here's what I say: to get if somebody else if ready he to play, left play Sunday for you in the week. Yeah, if he doesn't play Sunday, like Jason said, you, you got to start thinking about the future of the team and maybe going in a different direction. What's more likely? Stone hits one of his best bets, or Ronnie Stanley? Ronnie Stanley plays. Okay, right. I think they both happen. Uh, wow! How about so that you, for a teaser? You think? Go, you think go Stone, tease that on Fanduel. Go you, up to Pennsylvania and tease that one. Do you both. think Stone gets off the schneid? Well, bro, 0 and 15 would be a pretty monumental. 0 and 12 is monumental, right? But if the numbers would tell you. I'm sure Carbs Analytics guys yeah, at this point yeah, yeah. would say Super regression. Computer. You've got to give the odds to Stone hitting one of these three games. Yeah, but Super we thought computer. that last week too. Yeah. We did. So what, but now it's even further. Do you think he hits his Stone Cold Lock with the Commandos? No, because I have the opposite. Yeah, I don't yeah. think he hits that one. Guys, I'm going to get so hot. You're not going to believe it. <laughs> I said it again. You have to have a clean sweep four straight weeks to get back to I, five months. I it could happen. It could happen. Do you have a middle name, and is it Barnabas? Oh, good it, question. It What's is, your middle name? It is David. Wow. <laughs> We're just going plain Jane with a is, middle name? David. Is Steele's middle name Barnabas? It's Ezekiel, one of the other oh, options okay. in the poll. Branching. I knew I was onto something with Ezekiel. Yeah. So wait, yes. but you're sure that Barnabas was second? It and was, Ezekiel was third? I mean, do you want me to tell the story? Or do you want me to prepare yeah, How much time story? do we have? Yeah. Nah, we have we Cordell's. Have not we don't have time. Cordell's. Can you tell in a minute? Yeah, so my dad wanted Barnabas. My mom said no. They're going to call him Barney because Barney was a show back in the day. Yeah. So it was yeah. a no-go. Mom says no. It's a no-go. Gotcha. Oh, Barnabas. She wears so the pants. Stoney's better than Barney, when though. Barney kids, Miller. So. Barney Miller. Huh? Barney, Barney Miller was big show, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's not the Barney he's thinking of. No, that's the Barney the parents the were thinking of. Yeah. Is that yeah. the Flintstones? Barney was the Flintstones, yes. Okay. But then there but was Barney, Barney Miller, the purple dinosaur Barney, kid yeah. show yes. thing. No, I, no. I, I love you. You love me. Yeah. yeah, I, yeah. I, was, I was more of a Blues Clues guy. Yeah. But Blues yeah. Clues is, is, was a good jam. Hey, it, was. it was. That is it for us. Thanks to everyone at the Cross Street Market. We appreciate you. Coming up next, I think it's Boomer Esiason. No, it's Cordell. Oh, it is Cordell. We've <laughs> been back and yeah, forth. I'm glad, I'm glad that we were <laughs> on the programming this station. Yeah. At 8 o'clock, though, was the Tyus Bowser show. Yeah, we know that. With Mark Andrews, Glenn Clark, Rita Hubbard. But tune in next. Our guy, Cordell Woodland, will take you to 7 here on The Fan. Inside Access on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – 
Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t